What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode. Um, I'm actually at the library right now, so I got to be kind of quiet. But um, I was just reading this book right here. Reminded of forgiveness. The people on YouTube, you can see the book by Neil or, Neil L. Anderson. Um, it's awesome. You should read it. But I'm reading it for school. Um, and uh, it's it, it, I was reading through it, and it talks about like Satan and three of his um, biggest like tactics to slow us down in our progress uh, to coming towards Christ and just, I think just progress in general. Um, but anyway, he says like one of the first things that Satan will do <clears throat> when he's trying to discourage us or just harm our lives and make us miserable is he'll tell us like that there's no evil. Like there's no reason and, the, and these are kind of in order. These are the first, this is the first thing he'll try. He'll say, oh, yeah, there's, uh, you know, there is no evil. Um, just you can do bad. Like there's no devil. Um, and I think that's like a pretty elementary uh, thing that he tries. I think maybe a lot of us have gone through that. I know I did. Um, like one of the <clears> – <throat> I remember in high school and trying to just justify and be like, you know, sin isn't real. God isn't real. This is all stupid just because it was like an easy out. And, um, eventually I think you come to find out, uh, however long it takes. But I think eventually if you live your life in sin, you, you kind of come to find out that you get pretty miserable. Um, and, and that's what, that was my experience. <clears throat> I think I've experienced all of these things. So, um, but anyway, eventually I think, you know, once you kind of find out that that's not true and that there is sin and uh, those things weigh you down, um, the second tactic that he tries to convince us of is that we're unworthy. And this is something that I've struggled with like my whole life. And, but is I think the, the step that I'm on, I'm trying to overcome um, a lot of these thoughts and a lot of these beliefs. Um, yeah. Ba basically Satan tells us we're unworthy. We can't change. Um, you know, we believe in Christ. We believe that he's real, but we believe like, well, we're just too awful. Um, Christ gives us strength, but even that strength he gives us, we still mess up. We still blow it every time. Um, and, or we could say, yeah, like Christ will give me strength if I can put forth effort. But like what happens on the days I can't put forth effort? That's what I do a lot. You know, like, oh God, what do you have me strength? But I just made another stupid decision. God will give you strength if you keep the commandments. Oh, I blew it. I'm not keeping the commandments. These these beliefs that, you know, Christ can change anyone but, but me. I'm just a loser. I'm seriously just a big loser. And I've struggled with like that probably the most. And I think it's funny because at first when I was younger in high school, some of those earlier days, I remember like always feeling like trying to, like convince myself and just believe that, you know, there's no evil. Like this isn't wrong. Like everything's everyone else's fault, you know? And I think that's like the first thing that he tries. And then, then you kind of come to this point where you're like, no, I know I've come to terms with it. Like I know I have to like take responsibility for this and it's my fault, but it's my fault and I'm a loser and I can't be changed. Um, anyway, kind of babbling, but I'm reading this book called, believing Christ. And the whole premise of it, the whole like thesis is 
that that we have so many people that believe Christ, believe in Christ, but we there's a lot of us that don't believe Christ. So we believe Christ and His divinity, what that He came, that He suffered for our sins, but we don't believe Him when He says that He can change us and He can make us whole. And I love that because I think that's sometimes harder than believing in Christ is to believe that He can can change us, and and that's because we know ourselves so well. Um, and we look at everyone else and we say, oh, well, they're great. They're great. Look at them. Well, at least they do this. We find all the good things. But the truth is that deep down, everyone feels that way because they know they're the only ones that know how awful their thoughts are, how awful their actions are, how lazy they are, how weak they are. Um, so it's just natural that we feel that way about ourselves because we know ourselves so well, you know? Um Anyway, but, but something that was really interesting just on the second tactic that, um, that it said in the book, Believing Christ, it said, uh, I have a quote here. He says, mercy can only be mercy if we don't deserve it. And I was like, man, that's so interesting because, you know, if I had gone about doing perfect day or not being lazy or keeping all the commandments, then like, I really wouldn't need mercy. I wouldn't need it because I did everything perfect. And so um, I just thought, you know, that's such a good, good statement. But even as I read that, I still felt that there's some sort of injustice. Like it's not fair. Like it's not fair that I can just sin or make a mistake or whatever, and just like pray and try to repent and move forward with my life. Like, I don't understand how I can just do that. Like, and maybe, I don't know if everyone's listening to me, like, what the heck is this kid talking about? Or if everyone's like, yeah, I totally relate to that. But that's how I feel is there's some sort of like, I kind of believe that that might be how it is, but it just doesn't feel right to me that I can just move forward after messing up or I can move forward after whatever I do. Um, but, uh, I think that's the the reality of it. And, um, and I think the reason that it's so hard is because we have an innate sense of justice. And when we access the atonement to receive forgiveness and receive grace, uh, it, it can feel contrary to the laws of nature because we have this justice so deeply inside of us. Um, and just to kind of explain that in a little more depth, uh, there's this conference talk that talks about, or it's a BYU speech. I don't know what it is, uh, but it's some sort of speech that um, this guy talks about how there was this guy that jumped out of a plane. And as soon as he jumped out of the plane, he regretted it, but he couldn't like, like, Gravity is ruthless, right? It's it doesn't care. It's it's a law, and um, and no matter how bad you want to go back, you can't because gravity will pull you down, and ultimately, uh, you know, you're not stopping it. But he said that the story goes that one of his friends, sensing his irrationality or whatever, uh, put a parachute on him before he jumped. And then he jumped and um, he talks about how, excuse me, um, how he 
pulled the string and was able to have the parachute come out. And it's not that he violated the law of gravity because gravity was still there. Um, but that parachute was able to intercede and make up for the law of gravity, you know? So um, talking about Jesus Christ and, and, and the way I thought about this, just in terms of um, trying to help us feel like we are worthy, uh, even though it's not fair, because it's not fair that um, that Christ did all this for us. It's not fair. We don't deserve it. Is I thought, you know, how weird would it be if you're like, whenever they just came out with parachutes and someone's like, okay, this is going to like let you float in the air. Like if that was the first time you ever experienced that or saw it, you would be like, that just feels wrong. And not because it doesn't work. Like you see that it really does work and it's, that's actually how it is, but it just seems like almost like unfair or like unrealistic or just like there's something in you. If you had just seen that for the first time, that'd be like, that just seems like odd. And or the same like with a plane, right? Like say you had never seen a plane and then all of a sudden like you're like getting this metal thing and it's going to like fly and carry hundreds of people. Like there's just something about that that's just hard for us to comprehend. But now, you know, we know about parachutes. We know about planes. We see them all the time on TV. We see, you know, people go skydiving it seems more normal and we can like actually like rely on it. Like we'll get in the plane. We're like, okay, I'll get on a plane. Uh, and, or I'll skydive. Maybe someone doesn't want to skydive, but besides the point, um, but I guess the point is there that the reason maybe that the atonement feels so weird is because it goes against the, the laws of nature. But as we do it more and more often, and practice it and practice moving forward with faith that Christ actually can heal us and change us and cleanse us no matter how strange it may initially feel or how unfair or unright it feels that as we do that over and over again, we can eventually uh, come to see that as odd as it is, it really is how it works is we kneel down, we pray, we ask for forgiveness. And if our heart's in the right place, essentially we are forgiven. And there are natural consequences that come with sin, but as far as God in our relationship goes, he will be right back there, uh, giving us that grace and helping us almost, I believe personally in my life, I believe almost immediately he will be, be back there. Um, regardless of how that affects our standing in the church, how long we're out, how long we can't take the sacrament or if there are serious sin. But I believe that as far as Christ goes and his support and love of us, uh, as soon as we repent, you know, we're back on his team and it's simple as that. Um, and I, I really think that this is one of the biggest struggles for a lot of people, but um, I think we have to learn if we want to, be anything in life. If we want to like become like Jesus Christ, as hard as it is, we have to get used to, to using the atonement with like confidence. And that's my biggest struggle right now is, you know, I'll mess up or make a mistake or I'm lazy or whatever, big or small sin. 
I have to, and I've, I've started to understand this and I've had the spirit kind of tell me like, Tommy, you just have to learn to move forward with total faith in Christ. He has more power than you understand. And you can move forward with confidence as weird as it feels. Um, anyway, and I guess something important to emphasize is like where we have to learn to use the atonement with confidence. Like we have to learn to, we have to be using the, the atonement with confidence, not like abusing, right? Like we have to, uh, I guess what I'm saying is just as a disclaimer, this does not mean like you can just like decide beforehand, okay, I'm going to mess up. And then like, I can move forward with confidence. It's like, no. Um, but as long as you're trying, we can use the atonement with confidence, but we just have to be careful about abusing it. Cause I think that's where um, a lot of people are hesitant to talk about moving forward. Cause they don't want to make it seem like you can just do whatever you want and then repent later. And that's not what I'm saying. So, um, but yeah, let me see if I have anything written down that I want to say. Yeah, I guess I guess one other thing that I wrote just on the second point is that if you can't learn to accept that, because I think a lot of us are like, well, no, I'll do it myself. I'll try to like just become better and I'm not going to accept Christ's grace and I'm going to like punish myself. And the only way to get better is to like be more disciplined and all this. And I can't accept Christ's love, whatever. I think if we won't accept that, which I haven't for a long part of my life is, I think that you'll forever live in despair, number one. And I think number two, you'll never really grow to appreciate Christ. And the reason is because the whole reason we love Christ, like the only reason we like praise him and worship him and, um, and he's the center of the gospel is because we know that his role is to make up for our shortcomings when we make mistakes. And so if we're denying that, if we're denying the gift that's given to us, then we can't appreciate it. You know, I kind of think of like someone um, who like wants to give you a compliment. Right. And they're like, Oh, and I, I actually struggle with this a lot. Like someone gives me a compliment and I'm like, like, oh, you know, you're really good at whatever this or that, or you're nice or whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. And it's it's funny because, like, as I deny it, I find that it becomes more about, like, me and my insecurities than being grateful for the person that said it, right? If they were like, you're nice, or you're really, like, awesome, or you're really smart, or your podcast is cool, and I'm like, hey, thank you so much. Like, I'm able to appreciate them because I accept it. But, like, when when we deny it or deny a compliment or a gift, it's like, we can't appreciate that gift. And so when I look at Jesus Christ, I think sometimes I'm like, why don't I have a strong relationship with, with Christ? And I think it's because, well, why would you, he keeps trying to help you out and you keep saying, no, I don't think you can change me. I don't think you're good enough. I don't think you have like power to do so. So why would I feel close to him? Why would I feel grateful for him? It's like, I'm denying everything that he's giving me. So anyway, that's just a lot uh, of thought. So I think the answer is just simply to, and probably the title of this episode is like, we just have to learn to move forward 
as hard as it is. Um, so the last principle that talks about in the divine gift of forgiveness, that, the book, um, he, he talks about the last thing that Satan will do is he'll use procrastination, right? He'll just tell us, he'll either make us overthink it or say, oh, don't pray tonight because you messed up or you were lazy. You didn't deserve it, honestly, today. Like just pray in the morning or pray pray the next day or maybe in a week or whatever. Or with a bigger sin, just don't talk to the bishop. Like just think about it. Make sure like he might judge you. He might think you're a loser. Um, and I think that this is such an effective tool because a lot of times we're like, okay, yeah, I am going to move forward, but just give me a sec. And And what happens is over time we start overthinking, we start getting down on ourselves and then next thing you know, Satan wins and we're either miserable for a long time or we get hopeless and we give up. Um, and I think this is the, probably the most advanced one because advanced tactic. And that's why it's the third one is because, you know, he's not convincing you that he knows you're not going to give into the, e the whole evil. There's no evil lie. He knows that, you know, you're worthy. You're going to try your best, but he just wants says, Hey, it's a little uncomfortable right now. Let it, let it rest for a second. Then we'll go. And so I think that's one of the hardest things to overcome because it really is so easy to just put it off a little bit. And um, so, and I think the answer is honestly the same for all these three things. Well, maybe the first one's a little different, but for this second and third one, uh, I think the answer is really just move forward. Uh, just have faith and move forward as soon as you can get yourself to do it or just act right away. Just say, you know what? I'm going to, you know, text my bishop and say I need to meet with him or I'm going to um, get down on my knees right now and ask for strength to, you know, continue to repent or deal with this right now. Um, and I know just like the, the second one that can feel weird, especially after like making a mistake or just, uh, struggling, having a hard day, it feels weird to like ask God for help because it's like, I don't deserve that. But we just have to move forward. And um, yeah, I know this this episode is probably a little repetitive. I talked about a lot of the, um, I probably said a lot of the same things over and over again, but I think it's important. So I don't think anyone could hear it too much. But anyway, um, anyway, I will uh, see you guys next time.